Good evening and welcome to Spirit of Grace Church. We're so glad that you're able to be with us today and I pray that uh, something that I share with you will uh, draw your attention to the presence of God and allow you to see something from the word of the Lord this morning. We are reading from uh, Matthew chapter 22 and I'm going to start at verse number 35 and just by way of announcement for all of those that are local, uh, we'll be back up and running this Sunday at 9.30 with Sunday School for All Ages, and then our worship service at 10.30. We're glad to hear of many of the reports of people feeling better and coming through all of this sickness, and we're just thankful for the hand of the Lord in all of it. And uh, we honor you for your prayers, and we thank you for them. So going forward here in Matthew chapter 22, verse number 35, And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And uh, I feel led to teach tonight on this topic, fulfilling his commandments, fulfilling his commandments. And I believe that this is really ultimately the heartbeat of our church. And uh, we want to love God. We want to love our community, our neighbors. We want to love one another. And uh, there's another scripture in, uh, I believe in John, that says, greater love hath no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. And uh, so I want to talk about loving God, loving our community, and loving um, the household of faith, or the believer, or those whom we love. And uh, I believe that we do this in many ways, and I just want to share uh, really about three of them on each uh, level and you can go through a whole laundry list, really, probably of things that you can find in Scripture. But I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to love God and to love one another. And so I'm going to ask you just before we go into the lesson, would you just take a moment and ask the Lord to speak to your heart tonight? Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy to us. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, God, to uh, speak to us through your word, and we ask, Lord, that you would just allow the power and the presence of God to be such a blessing to each life and to speak and to reveal yourself to us one more time. We love you and we'll praise you, worship you forever. Praise God. Aren't you glad that God gives us the opportunity to love him? And uh, I, I believe that we do that through a couple of different ways. I believe very strongly. I was raised in a house where the things of the Lord were held in high esteem. The church was held in high esteem. And uh, I believe that that upbringing has helped me, obviously, but it also created in me a desire to love God even more and to love his people even more. And so today I want to just share with you, I believe that our church, Spirit of Grace Church, my wife and I, we want to love God through the first thing is our commitment, being committed to him. You reveal your love to God by how 
you are committed to him. And I believe that commitment shows up uh, in, in our lives on different levels. First of all, I believe in regular attendance to a church. Some people say, well, this online thing is pretty cool and I don't have to go anywhere and be around anybody and I can have church in my living room in my pajamas. Well, yes, you're getting the word, but you're not getting church because church is the gathering together of believers, koinonia. It is the gathering together of the body of Christ. And the writer of Hebrews told us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as you see some, and but do more than that as you see the day approaching. And, and I believe that just by being together, whether it be in fellowship, whether it be in eating food or in a service of worship, uh, that the body of Christ strengthens one another and we show our commitment to God by being committed to the things in regular attendance. I also believe that commitment comes out in generous giving. Uh, I believe that we pay our tithe or return our tithe. That's an investment that God has placed in us. But on top of our tithe, I believe that generous giving, whether it be of time, resource, uh, abilities, um, that we are showing our commitment to the things of God and to God himself. I also believe this. I heard, well, I think it was D.L. Moody that says he wanted to baptize people with their wallets in their pockets because he understood that the, the wallet is an expression of the heart. I've also heard somebody, uh, a pastor say, and I've begun to use it, if you want to know whether or not you are fully committed to God, look at your checkbook and look at your calendar. If your checkbook and your calendar are consumed with godly things and the things of God, chances are you're committed to him. And then... Uh, being involved. The concept of sitting on the sidelines, and one preacher used to say being a bench warmer for Jesus, isn't really a true position. God is calling us to get involved. God is calling us to be in the middle of the field. God is calling us to be uh, ambassadors for him and to move in him and, and to see him and to sp spend time with him and so I believe through commitment, we show our love for God, regular attendance, generous giving, consistent, uh, dedicated involvement. I think the second thing that we do to show that we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength is that we can learn to exude a life-giving spirit through our passion or through our passionate activities, through creating a positive environment around us, an exciting atmosphere whether it be in the church or whether it be in the office, you know, if you go into work every day with a frown and a scowl on your face, you're not creating an atmosphere that's life-giving. But whether the circumstance is good or whether the circumstance isn't all that good, if you walk into your office complex and you've got a smile on your face and you're looking excited about life, you are revealing that you love God. And what you are really saying, not even to the people around you, but you are letting God know that no matter what the situation is and know what's going on, I love him enough to appreciate the life that he's given me. So we love God through our commitment and our life. And then one thing I, I, I believe very strongly is we love God through honor. Honor, honoring others, honoring him. And honor is 
um, respecting others and respecting him. When I was raised, we weren't allowed to put anything on top of the Bible in our house because that was dishonorable to God. And uh, the only thing that you could put on a, on a Bible is another Bible. And uh, that's, that's how my dad raised us. And I find myself doing the same a lot of time. I can't, people will put their coffee cup on their Bible. And just, I know that sounds almost trivial, but the attitude of honor comes out. Listen, I honor you for listening to this tonight. I want to, I want to do my best to give you something that you can grow in because I honor you and your relationship with God. I honor God by serving him and, 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 and respecting him and respecting his decisions, whether I agree with them. Or, I wish I could tell you that I agreed with everything God's always said, but just like a child to a parent, there's sometimes where I just don't understand and I don't agree until I get down the road and I look back 2020 vision and look at God and say, oh yeah, I guess you, I guess you were right. It wasn't my, I wasn't correct. And, uh, but as I, pour into this word of God and I begin to dissect it and, and, and to ingest it and partake in it and think about it, invariably I honor him by coming to the truth and not holding to my own perception, but to allow his revelation to speak into me. I also believe that I need to honor my elders. I have elders in my life that, that have spoken into me in time past that I honor today and and there's honor people that are friends and on my quote unquote equal level where we're doing things the same and and I honor them and then I also have to honor those that I'm leading and and I want to do that by leading in such a respectful way that people are drawn to our leadership and all of that happens and when we do that we are loving uh, God with all of our heart soul mind and strength. So that's the first thing tonight. And then Jesus said, the second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And I break up my neighbor into two, two sections. My First of all, I put my neighbor as the community around us. And the second thing that I do is my neighbor is those, uh, my fellow believers inside the church, if you will. And so there's some things here. There's three things on each one of these. The first, we want to love our community, those that are around us, by three different aspects. The first one is excellence. Excellence. We want to do everything in an excellent way. And I'm not just talking as a church. I'm talking as individuals. I want to do things in an excellent fashion. What we mean by that is simply there are times in life where it becomes easy to just do enough to get by just, you know, we call it old fashioned, just get something and it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the presentation is. It, it just, just get by. And there's times where we, we are just fall into that rut, just do enough to get by. But excellence and the drive for excellence and the reason why we want to do things in an excellent manner, which I believe this, is to do everything that we can to the best of our ability and then allow God to raise that even higher. In other words, if I give my very best to God and to others, God's gonna take my very best and multiply it with his very best and then you'll see excellence. 
It doesn't mean that we have to do, it doesn't mean that we do things uh, as a production. Uh, there's a big move today of doing things in a production, and, and, and I don't even want to get into the agreement slash disagreement that people have over the concept of production. I want to look at excellence. Are you doing the best that you know? Are you are you doing it to the best of your ability? Are you taking the best of your ability? And if you realize that the best of your ability only gets you to a seven, but the person that's sitting across the table from you will elevate it to a 10, are you willing to let that person elevate whatever you're doing to get it to a greater excellence? Excellence is both in life and ministry. Both in... I'm thankful for the technological advances through the years. I'm thankful we're able to do this tonight online. I remember the day when we either had one of two things to do. We had to pass out the hymnals, which I don't have anything against hymnals. I liked some of the hymnals. I didn't understand some of the hymnals and what they actually were trying to say. But uh, but you could always remember, you know, turn to this page and everybody was holding a book while they were trying to sing. And I'm thankful for that, but I like personally to be able just to worship as I sing. I, I like to just be able to let it go. And I, I learned how to do that. And there were some of the hymns that we would sing over and over that I'd stopped having to use a hymnal. In fact, I knew, oh, I want to see him was page two. Uh, the Savior's Love was a sheet of paper that pastor had glued to the inside of the hymnal because he liked that song. I, I, I remember those, and I remember those songs. But then we transitioned to the overhead projector. Do you remember those? Where somebody stood there and tried to remove the, 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 the transparency uh, in and out so we could have the chorus up on, the, on the, the, the wall. And then we did the projectors, and now we've got all kinds of technology. And I'm thankful for all of that. The technology isn't bad. I believe it's the motivation behind the technology. If your motivation is to have a divine intervention on a personal level with God, use all the technology you can do. If you're trying to build just a business uh, complex of, of, of a church, then, then I have questions for you because God needs to be number one. That's why we dealt with loving God first. But excellence has to be done. Number two, relevance. Relevance is something that is socially significant. It's age relevant. It's adapting to the interests and the needs of the specific group. Now, when I say relevance, I'm not talking about the message. I'm talking about the method. I'm talking about, let me give you an example. When I was a child, and, and, and that's getting longer away as I age, but uh, I remember what we used to be taught with in Sunday school was the old velvet character boards. I don't know how many of you remember that, but the teacher would put up all these velvet characters on the thing, and then at one point in her story, she'd have to take them all down and put all the other ones up in order to tell the story. And uh, if I tried to do that in church today and took the time to do that, people's minds would shut down. Uh, they would They would become disinterested, or they would be laughing and mocking at me because that is an outdated method of, of, of casting the, the word of the Lord. And so we still need the same message. The message hasn't changed, but the methods have to change. And, and I mean that not only in ministry, but in life. If you're trying to do 
for God and live for God the way you did 20 years ago, I'm sorry, but you're probably missing out on the greater advantages of loving God in this day and age. Some people are, woe is me, we're in, a, we're in an upheaval of an age and, and, and the world is going crazy and, and I just can't, can't hardly stand it. Just take me back to the days. Listen, I don't want to go back to the days when I was raised. Back to the days when I was raised, we had wooden pews. In some places, we didn't have air conditioning. In some places, we didn't have all of the technology. We didn't have good sound systems, et cetera, et cetera. We, I don't want to go back to the, that because I want to go back and keep the message. I want to keep the interaction between me and God. But today, it's, it's better. It's updated as long as I stay relevant in my spirit and begin to operate in the way that I do here. For instance, I love old-fashioned home Bible studies, and they work wonders, and they are amazing. But for whatever reason, we have gotten into, even with this lesson tonight, we have gotten into a rushed mindset uh, on a human level because of the computer, because of the internet, because of the, the stuff that's in speed, with where you're going to get something. And uh, it blows my mind how quickly you can uh, grab something. You, you can order something on Amazon this morning and have it this afternoon. And, and so we have be, we have cultivated a mindset to where you sit down for an hour and just open up the scriptures. Unless you are really into it, it becomes, uh, uh, we, we, we find ourselves turning our ears off after just a couple of minutes. And if I went for two hours on this video, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go about 30 minutes on this video, but the chances are that a lot of people that come and visit this message probably won't even hear me saying this because they'll listen for a few minutes and then they'll scroll down to the next. Does that make sense? And so we have to be relevant to our day and what's going on in our culture without compromising the message of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And then we love our community or our neighbors through teamwork. I believe that teamwork isn't just on a ministry staff. It's in our personal lives. I am fully aware that where I am and who I am today, I did not get here on my own. I have had people. I have had systems. I've had education. I've had all kinds of a team around me to get me to where I am today. And I'm thankful for that team. And I want to repay that team by being a team member for somebody else's life. And uh, the day you try to make it on your own is the day you're going to start failing. The day that you realize that you're working with others and they can help you and you can help them, uh, the collaboration is powerful. And then last tonight, the, the, the third thing, we want to love the believer, are our, our, our those that we love, those that are in the, in the body of Christ, those that we consider family. And we do that through these three things here at Spirit of Grace Church. Number one is leadership, equipping people to lead, uh, equipping people to succeed and increase, in, uh, increase their influence even within our community. Why we do this on Wednesday night? Why do we teach on Wednesday night? Why do we have chain breakers? Why do we have Grace College? Why do we have personal Bible reading? Why do we do the 100 Days for Glory? 
Why do we do the different things that we pass out and we get involved in? Why do we receive daily scripture? Why, we're doing all of that to lead somebody to becoming more successful in their own right and in, in, in more influential to those that are around them. I believe today that we are in a season where everybody is influencing somebody whether it be somebody that's on your Facebook post, your Instagram post, whatever social media you're involved in, whatever it is, I believe that uh, we're influencing somebody. The second thing we believe is wisdom. Uh, whether it be through the word of the Lord or the Holy Spirit moving on us and giving us a word of wisdom, uh, we want to be focused. We want to be balanced. We want to have a successful life. We're very careful about our church calendar. We don't want to overwhelm the people because we understand that people are busy. We understand, however, at the same time, we want to do our best as leaders, as churches, as individuals to balance the weight of all of the stuff that we're dealing with in society today. We're living in a, it, it's it's a crazy world and and I'm not talking even about the things that are happening, just the speed that things are happening. And uh, I believe we need to use wisdom on my personal level. One of the challenges is always how do I balance my personal life, my personal family with my call of God and the call of this church? And uh, we have to use wisdom in order to balance that out and we encourage that. And then the last thing tonight is the spirit. We want to be spirit-filled, spirit-led, and Christ-like. I'm not just talking about a nice little saying of a desire for our church. I'm talking about me. I want to be spirit-filled, spirit-led, and Christ-like. I want him to direct my path. I want him to open and close the doors that need to be opened and closed. I prayed like I preached on Sunday. Jesus, just come. I want to experience you. I want to embrace you. I want you to embrace me. I want to sense you like never before because as we're doing life together, I need to have his spirit envelop me, saturate me, lead me and guide me so that I can be the best me that he wants me to be. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. Praise God. I don't know if, if you recognize this. I hope you do. I hope our leaders recognize that I have just preached or taught uh, what our vision is for Spirit of Grace Church, what our values are. I want to love God above all things. And I want to love our community. And I love you. And I want us to be the best that God has desired us to be. And the only way we can do that is through commitment, through lifestyle, through honor, through excellence, relevance, teamwork, leadership, wisdom, and spirit. God bless you for joining us today. We love you all so much. Would you just uh, take a moment and close out in prayer with us? And the Lord willing, should he tarry, we'll see you all at 9.30, 9.20. Everybody say 9.20. Yeah, I hear you echo me through everything. And uh, 9.20 so that the kids can start their Sunday school class right at 9.30. And then uh, we'll have our adult class as well as our worship service at 10.30.
We love you all. God bless you. Jesus, we thank you for this night. We thank you for this opportunity to be together. Thank you for your many blessings. Help us, Lord, to love you in all of the things that we can do, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. We'll be careful to give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.